to absolve here. They said it couldn't be done. They said it shouldn't be done. They said, hey, are you guys still doing that weird thing you do uh, every week? Is that, that that podcast, right? Yes, we are. And it's episode 100. I'm Jeremy Jones. Woo! I'm Tyler Zimmerman. No one thought we'd ever make it this far, including us. <laughs> and live from Boise, Idaho, it's two drunks talking on a Wednesday night. Uh, I think we... I actually did a... a, a, a uh, if you go back to several episodes, the funny thing is, is that me and Tyler started did start talking about um, how we how neither of us believed that the other one was actually going to continue this. Oh yeah, I, I mean it was one of those every once in a while. Uh, a good reason to to keep listening past when the when the uh, music stops is if we say something funny and not too offensive before we <laughs> before our official recording, I'll put it as Easter in the back. And I actually did add that to the back of one episode <laughs> where it was basically me and Tyler going. Yeah, I thought you were going to quit. No, I thought you were going to quit. Wait a minute. We're basically like that old religious couple that refuses to get divorced, but... uh. (laughs) Pretty much. So, anyway, uh, for this special occasion, I I, I sprung for... Jeremy's way in his slutty clothes tonight. Damn right. Um, I sprung for uh, uh, a special uh, 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 beer. This is the Blanton's uh, Variation of Bourbon County uh, 2021. Uh, Tyler, how is it? It is delicious. Nice and boozy, kind of rich, silky chocolate coming through. Uh, wonderful aroma with that bourbon barrel-y goodness. And I just want to keep drinking it. And then it is a full unboxing process from like the marketing side. We're opening it from a fancy box. They've bagged the bottle. And then they did the typical Blanton's topper, which if you're like, what the fuck is a Blanton's topper? Uh, Blanton's is kind of a weird hexagonal bottle uh, that has a little jockey riding a horse on each one of their bottles. Uh, Fun little thing about it. Their bottles... uh, So I looked on this to see if this capper had the same as the whiskey bottles Mm. do. They do not, uh, but the whiskey bottles actually have the rider in a different position, and it's randomly thrown on to signify the whole race of a horse race, where he started low, really? running, and then you see him kind of pull off at the end, and each one has a different letter on it that spells out Blanton's, and they do a different one for each A, so it is seven unique letters, or whatever, however... Yeah. Uh, so if you go through and you find and you order, you can order it off their website, the full thing. Or if you go in and you buy a, the right bottle each time and get the different one, you can spell out Blanton's and then send it into them, the caps. And they'll put it on a barrel stave uh, that shows the full run and do it kind of special. I was really glad they did something for this where they tied into the Blanton's yeah. bottle. I was hoping they would put a letter on. They'd have, yeah, there's no letter. I was looking for a letter. I'm like, I don't think there's a letter on this. Yep. One. But it does fit in the beer bottle. I mean, conceivably, you could. No, it doesn't really fit well enough in the beer bottle to uh, actually maintain se- carbonation. To seal up the yeah. bottle. To, you, you know, you're still going to have to drink the entire bottle. That being said, it is it is deli- super bourbon y, but the bo- bourbon is smooth. Uh, mm-hmm. Chocolate, vanilla. Um, it's a still a, just a touch hot. I wonder if it would wouldn't benefit for a, from sitting for a year or so. But 
Also, I love like my bourbon barrel aged beers to run on the hotter side, so I, I mean, think that's part of the reason why I really like it. I mean, it's not bad. I'm definitely yeah. not going. Well, this is garbage, but um, uh, I mean, there, there, it it is. It does have a little bit of a uh, a burn to it, so um, uh, still a a a, a, a fitting a uh, a fitting beer for our hundredth episode. Um, yeah, what's the percentage on this? Please, uh, please hold while we uh, while two drunks try 15. to fifteen point four So right on the edge of where we can buy it in Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, this is a uh, this is lovely. Um. So anyway, so instead of doing our usual uh, beer news, um, I think we we. Which also I like to point out that we went a sober episode last episode to a fifteen point four, a thirteen point five, and a ten point five beer that we're gonna be drinking today. Basically, what we're saying—we overcorrected. <laughs> we're, this is this is the opposite of last week, where we stayed very much on topic. Uh, we we ran through the news, and uh, we were stone cold sober by the end. We're gonna be pissed drunk, and we're this is is gonna be a conversation. This is more just two drunks reminiscing about what they've done over the past four years, um, which was truly part of the original intent of this <laughs> podcast. I mean, it's definitely <laughs> on brand, but uh, also as a as a uh, uh, as a bonus. Um, I also wrote down some trivia questions. Now, I should probably uh, start off by uh, uh, saying that Tyler's never actually listened to this podcast. I've listened Be- to one episode, and it was the episode I wasn't here because I wanted to hear how you described that Jägermeister-Stone <laughs> collaboration. Um, okay, so he's listened to one episode. So, um, to his defense, um, if he doesn't know uh, uh, any of the any of the answers, it's probably because after the recording shut off, Tyler fucks off. <laughs> um, it's a co- I look for articles for the next week. It's it's a collaborative effort. You know, we both we, you know we when we come together to do this. We uh, both spend. I'd like. I was about to say we both spend the week, but let's be honest. We spend at best maybe two days. days. Maybe and usually and usually the morning of, of recording a, day, <laughs> uh, finding articles and like and and. Me jotting down notes, Tyler just reading the article, and like, ah, I guess I'll say that. And um, add my input when it feels right. Yeah. And um, and then we sit down and we talk about it, and then we record it. You listen, and then that's, and then I get then Tyler fucks off, and then the it falls to me, and I'm the one who does the does the editing and the social media. That's that's if you're wondering why uh, uh, that's inconsistent as fuck, it's, it's me. Um, so again, so he's never actually listened to some of these, so uh. uh uh, be gentle. Uh, the first uh, first question. I'm gonna start you off on the easy one, though. Okay. Um, first question. Tyler loves him some shitty beer and making fun of my worthless fucking degree. What brewery did we try to sell my useless diploma to? Natty Light, baby. Because <laughs> I was actually gonna talk about that today. Well, what a, <laughs> is it fit into one of like the categories we? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll come back. We'll cycle back to that one. Um, but I guess we'll start out. Um, I kind of like said three, maybe four uh, story. You know, three of the four uh, stories that we want to talk about. Um, the first one I'm thinking most surprising. What do you think was the most surprising um, news that came down over the past hundred episodes? Most surprising. So run over the categories real quick because I can't remember what I put um, in each category. I said most surprising, most impactful, um, favorite, and and that could either and either tied in or something separate. Funniest. Okay. Most surprising came down actually to a tie for me. Okay. Uh, left it as a tie because one of them technically isn't in an episode. It's in one of our original teaser trailers. 
Ooh. The brewery that closed in like three months. Right. Okay. I do. Yeah. I that do just like baffled my mind. Like they opened, got all hyped, and then all of a sudden they were like, yeah, we're no longer a brewery. And this was before COVID was <laughs> even a thought in our mind. <laughs> uh, and then the, uh, the one that tied for most surprising was Kings and Convicts. Purchasing Ballast Point, a brewery neither of us had heard of that produced a thousand barrels a year out of Chicago, all of a sudden buys up what was the golden child of corporate sellouts. Uh, that was actually that was actually number one on my list too, and I thought and that was that was, I mean I think that was the obvious thing that just came out of left field for the industry as a as a as a as a whole, um, just because it was. At Ballast Point almost became synonymous mm-hmm. with like the excess of like of craft beer. It really was. It, it was. It, it is to this day the um, um, most expensive single purchase. Yeah. Um, of a brewery. Don't think it'll ever get beat. I. I mean, maybe in, maybe when inflation catches up, you know, and, yeah. and, and sh- but you'll still put an asterisk there, which is like. Which will be like, yeah, they sold for one billion dollars, which is or one point two billion dollars. But it, you know, but the ballast point, if you were to bring it in nineteen in in twenty uh, twenty forty four dollars, is still only like yeah, <laughs> beat the shit out of it still. Although I mean, you talk about uh, I mean, you know, we 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 uh, um uh, we also mentioned modern times. Um, overvaluing themselves to higher than ballast point i mean there is there is that but um yeah and and the whole i i don't know how i don't know how many times i've told the story of the uh of the saga of kings and congress of ballast point but uh do you want to do you do what do you remember about it you want to give us a rundown uh if i remember correctly uh the owners of kings and convicts have some investors that are like hotel mongols uh, they were out on a golf course with uh, one of their investors and someone from Constellation Brands, and they were talking to him, and they jokingly said, hey, you should sell us Ballast Point. And then all of a sudden, talks started getting serious. They left the golf course, started actually getting down to brass tacks, and reached an agreement. And was it like $100 million? I don't think... So the number it never ever came down, but I feel like... But wasn't it like $300 million? I think it was maybe tops two fifty. Okay, I I know it was a f- pennies on the dollar compared to what constellation. But they I mean, paid. yeah, but I mean, you still like well, that seems like a lot. But when you realize that the original the the original selling price was a billion, and that ballast point even wounded and you know as it was, still commanded a lot of respect in the industry. Still mm-hmm. had a lot of infrastructure. Still has the name and some amazing flagship mm-hmm. beers. I was going to say, with a premium price point, even for craft beer, and I was going to say the distribution network that Ballast Point had even before the Constellation sale was massive, so you were set up for, for success. You just needed to not run it like a cock knocker, which is essentially what Constellation did. I was going to say, you can't run it like you run Corona. <laughs> you can't. Uh, well, and it was funny because you remember that Constellation, that that, that was Constellation's first uh, uh, foray into like a premium brand. And their whole mm-hmm. idea was they were going to price Ballast Point higher than everything. Because you even go to a supermarket where they, you know, Ballast Point was uh, kept in stock for the longest time. Yep. 
and it was always a couple of bucks higher. Yeah, I for- mean, I remember when Ballast Point first came to the market here, and it was twelve ninety nine a six pack, and I was like, who the fuck would pay that much? I oh, mean, those hell, hell. <laughs> I mean, now it we're Halcyon creeping days. to. We're, oh, we're oh, it's there. It's, yeah. I mean, so grocery store six packs, they're still, I think they're still hovering around eight or nine dollars. I was going to um, say ten ninety nine is kind of yeah. the average I see at most places, but yeah, the fact that back when it was still like nine ninety nine six packs or eight ninety nine six packs, and all of a sudden you see a twelve ninety nine six pack, yeah, it was wildly expensive compared to everything else. Um, I, I I felt like you would probably bring up um um the Ballast Point Kings and Convicts sale. So I, I put that as my number one. But as a backup, uh, as far as most surprising, when I thought about it, and this is kind of more long-term thinking, but the second second one is, you know, my second choice is the complete collapse of modern times. Yeah. If you, if you went back to when we started this podcast and said, by the way, um, modern times will basically be forced to sell by a bank <laughs> by your 100th episode. Yeah. I would... <laughs> I'm like, whoa, shit's going down, really? <laughs> um, and I mean, but not only that, but the speed to which it clocked, because it, because um, even like if we would have been told that in 2018 when we started this podcast, and then as soon as the pandemic hit, I would have been like, here's here's what forces, like 2020 is going to be the year modern time has to do it, and then basically waiting till 2022 being, I would have been like, holy shit. But I mean, even because it was. Modern times, at least on the surface, was healthy going into the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I, and I want to stress on the surface. We're, what we're finding out in, is in reality was they were steeped in debt. They were spread out way too far without any, any... They took the tech company model where they were just like, we need more money, we need more money. Because if we don't get more money... This shit, the party's ending, yes. Yeah. We're basically trying to Ponzi scheme ourselves <laughs> out of debt. <laughs> and so, but, but no, seriously, but I mean... If you and there's no indication of that unless you were running the company, and so on the surface it was still a solid brand. Now it was out here and not it was out and about, but I felt like at that point in time it didn't it already didn't command the uh, the the uh, uh, excitement that it once did because when they first came out here it was oh my god modern times is here, and I feel when they first came out here it, everyone was talking about oh. They have their own coffee roaster. They do all these cool coffee beers. They do some solid IPAs. They do this and that. Uh, They do cool barrel-aged stuff. And then it just became, oh, this is Modern Times New Hazy. Oh, this is Modern Modern Times New Hazy. Oh, this is their New Hazy. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. There was a lot of that, too, where it was like, oh, my God, they have all these great beers, and none of them actually made it here. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not terribly uncommon. The Idaho market being what it is, you know, larger breweries don't always send us their best best and brightest. But still, you can, it was kind of like, this This is what you got? Yeah. Um, and But, yeah, the, the speed to which it collapsed. I think we first, the first, like, hint that Modern Times was at all in trouble um, actually kind of came with the Brie and Allen thing. Uh, uh, thing, mm-hmm. uh, which you know, and, that and was last year. That was yeah, that was last year around this time. Yeah, uh, it was actually about May. But their CEO stepped down. It was no like, oh, this is the end of modern times. It was oh, that guy fucked up. Yeah, it's they, like they were just just one in the in the conga line. Yeah, of assholes, and like oh, in modern times. But I but what I think we found out is that. I mean, I don't think I don't think that brought it on specifically, but the sh- 
but it was only a matter of time before that Ponzi scheme that you mentioned um, caught up with them. Mm-hmm. And that was when I, you know, whether or not their current, whether or not their owner would would have figured out a way to continue the scam. I was going to say, at some point in time. It's, it was coming down. It, you know, maybe if the pandemic never happened, they could have kept that breakneck growth and then been able to stabilize. But the pandemic didn't help because most of their tap rooms were also set up in states that were more restrictive than others and COVID procedures. Um, so, um, but yeah, so, but I feel like the, the switch over from that management to the new management that had to have had a lot of people like finally looking at the books going, Oh shit. Yeah. And without that, I don't know, the 10th degree brass balls to go, let's keep this party rolling. (laughs) Um, uh, all right, let's go back to a couple of trivia questions. Speaking of COVID, do you remember what the very first story, the, the first story in which we mentioned COVID was? The two girls getting detained on an airplane because they were so hungover that they, the officials thought they had COVID and then they drank a Corona in the like quarantine room. Uh, if you go back. Oh man, I wanted to bring that up, but I was like, oh, I can't put that there. Like, that's uh. kind of, that is why I did the trivia question because there's a lot of stuff I wanted to bring up. Uh, that that I thought would be fun to talk about. They really didn't. They, I mean, they were they were fun stories. They're interesting stories, but they're not really like the top of anything. But worth mentioning. Yes. Yeah. Um. When we've brought this up before, because oh, I always like to say ho oh, and how we laughed, how we laughed oh. at that silly Corona thing, how we giggled. Yeah. <laughs> not. I mean, and, and at the time, I think it it really was. I I I remember that time so clearly because it was right. It was it was a couple of days before, uh, it, before shit started to get real. I, I think, was gonna say, it it was it before or after my uh, it was trip to New Orleans. To, it was before New Orleans. Okay, uh, because yeah, shortly after that was is um, Tyler's last episode, maybe, yep. and then Tyler comes back. Yeah. Um. But, um, and it was right around then that, I mean, for me, the, the day I realized, holy shit, this is real was the day that, uh, the NBA was, I'm like, oh my God. So I was like, okay, NBA might just be cautious. And then when, uh, Las Vegas casinos like were shut down, I was like, oh shit's real. (laughs) Like shit got real if a casino closed. I was like, the rich people are going to lose money. Oh fuck. Yeah. Uh, I'll never forget flying to and from New Orleans, though. I saw a couple of people in masks. I was like, why the fuck? Who would wear a mask on an airplane? Oh, man. We're back and then to the- playing the plague game on, like, my phone, mm-hmm. where you have to wipe out the world. Being funny, I was like, coronavirus. <laughs> Wiped out the world. And then in lockdown, I was like, man, Phil had this coming. I mean... You, ever, you know the game Pandemic? Yeah. Yeah, we played that a couple of times. Oh, yeah. While, that, while under lockdown. I was going to say. I feel like you were sort of kind of... Plague Inc., man. Have it <laughs> on my phone. I guess what we're saying is we're terrible people, and Tyler might have... I'm saying that Tyler probably brought the coronavirus back from New Orleans with him. He's No, the, no. He's patient zero for Idaho. So, rich people from California get credited for that, and I'm going to keep the blame on them. Um... Okay, um, 
What do you think the most downloaded episode is? The most downloaded episode. Okay. I know at one point in time it was our chat with Chris about opening Gym State Brewing. But I feel we had another one dethrone that. Uh, I'm going to guess our Brewnomics episode. No, incorrect. No. Okay. Uh, it is actually no episode we did with, uh, with, uh, with, with a guest. It is actually Little Creatures and Giant Flappy IPA Thingy at 396 downloads. Damn! Um, and that was the one where we talked about... Uh, New Belgium selling out, and then Lagunitas's in basically swag marketplace they opened on their website. Um, but I mean, but because of, I, I think, and that was when I like broke down the, the corporate structure of Kitten. Yeah. Um, and thus caused us to reference that episode. I, 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 it sort of makes sense because I've probably referenced that episode in other episodes, you know, uh, and people will pop and, back. And that does suggest that people actually do like, listen to the words that come out of our mouth and go, okay, maybe I should download that episode too. Um, so contrastly, what do you think the least downloaded episode was? And if you, if, if that, and that one's a bit harder. So if you'd like, I, I'll give you some, uh, I'll give you multiple choice. Give me multiple choice. Cause there ain't no way. Is it Maryland hops update and brewing is a lot of temperature. Is it smoked out hops in a brewery for ants or strange honesty and pumpkins in April? Hoping it's not the brewery for ants because I just love that reference. Uh, I'm gonna go the first one. First one, Maryland hops update and brewing is a lot of temperature. Yeah, you are correct, sir. At 81 downloads, <laughs> and, th- and that one came right smack dab in the middle of the um, pandemic because the, we the lockdown, right? Yeah. Well, it was a little shortly after the lockdown, but um, it was kind of funny to watch watch our numbers just. Um, because no one was commuting to work anymore. And it does. Well, it, I think it does show. I mean, we kind of bill ourselves as a podcast, you know, by industry professionals for industry professionals. Mm-hmm. And a lot of industry professionals sort of found themselves, you know, on their ass watching Netflix. And so it kind of makes sense. They were like, nah, fuck it. I don't want to listen to beer news. What's going? Nothing is going on. Everything is fucking locked down. We'll get yeah. back to you when I go back to work. It was like the. There were some spoof videos I saw on like Facebook and that during the lockdown where it's like bartenders right now at home in the lockdown. They're filling their sink with ice. They're just making like random drinks. They're like still running the process of opening a bar just in their house because they're bored out of their fucking mind. Um, going back to like some of the some to our uh, to our favorite episodes. Um, um most impactful what do you think was like as far as far as like impact on the brewing industry and how we are and and how between you know when we started and how we're looking at the brewing industry today what story do you think changed your uh how you see it the most uh so most impactful i'd have to say was the brianne taylor where it kind of just exposed the rampant sexism that runs in craft beer and like it even kind of opened my eyes a little like i knew there was the sexism but then it like hearing to the extent and like the sexual harassment that actually happened 
I think, I mean, I, I think I was the same way because I, going into, when we went into this podcast, I, and I distinctly remember um, the first story, I don't remember what the first story was, it wasn't Founders, but it was a little bit before Founders, but, um, but the first story where we were like sexual harassment came up mm-hmm. and we kind of sat down and we were like, do we, do we talk about this? Yeah. Because at the time, the way, you know, the way we envisioned this podcast, um, was, you know, a fun, lighthearted, irreverent look at craft beer mm-hmm. and you know, let's face it, the rampant sexual harassment or outright sexual assault. And I think in that in that in that uh, uh, story, it did involve actual sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, that's not fun. No. And so that was, I think, when we originally envisioned the podcast, like, well, do we talk about that? Because it's not really. I mean, is that really the tone we want to go with? And we both, I think, after tossing it around a little bit, we we both came to the conclusion, like, well. You know, what do we want to do? Do we want to, are we just a fun, is this a fun, stupid podcast or are we actually want to talk about what's actually happening in the industry? And we were like, this is a big thing in the industry. And, and so, and I, and I, and I'm so glad we went the direction that we did. And, you know, it's not always the most fun to talk about. In fact, it's, in fact, every time it's not fun at all. In fact, every time I look at one of these stories, like, oh, motherfucker, because going again, going into it. I think I did buy into the idea that, you know, there was like the the marketing idea. And I went on a whole long rant about this. when and you can check an episode. Yeah, when yeah. Brianne Allen uh, 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 broke. Um, um, and, you know, where, where basically it was like, uh, you know, the marketing for the, the beer industry was, you know, 97%, you know, asshole free. And, mm-hmm. you know, beer is for everybody. And, you know, mm-hmm. welcoming and open. And it turned out that... Yeah. I mean... Listen, the, no one can live up to the marketing experience. I'd say, I think I said, what, at best, like 65% asshole free? Yeah. And we're getting better at being welcoming to everybody. Yep. Um, one quick thing. I think one of the most, you know, outside, that was the singular most, like, surprising story. Uh, but the type of stories, like, if you're just looking at, like, multiple stories that all share the same thread... I would say the amount of states that have updated beer laws over the four years of us doing this, whether it be production limits for self-distribution, allowing self-distribution, allowing growlers, allowing, uh, you know, people to drink in your brewery in Texas. Well, especially once the, once the pandemic hit, because... And then to go and... That, because that became, I mean, suddenly... A whole bunch of like bizarre laws, they just it, got wiped. I mean, it really was just this like, and it it really was a a a, a peek behind the curtain, where they you're like, yeah, you can't, you know, before then you're like, well, no, these laws present, you know, you know, you know, prevent anarchy, yeah, prevent, you know, decency, and you know, next the kids will be dancing if we do, you know, that, and then as soon as the pandemic, they're came, like, survive. Yeah, I mean, I mean, once once a whole bunch of politicians realized that uh, at that at best they might lose their jobs if they don't do it, and at worst there's going to be blood in the streets. Mm-hmm. They're like, do whatever you need to do. Just and then keep... started looking. They're like, well, how much tax do we make off alcohol? There's that, and they're like, holy shit! Like, how am I going to keep getting paid if we lose this? <laughs> and but it really was this just this this. Uh, a paper tiger where it was just like, never mind, we don't need any of these laws. And then, but, and it's, and 
there's been like some rumblings about bringing some of them back, but you can't un- you but- can't put the tooth toothpaste back in the tube, man. It's- hey, that genie ain't going back in that lamp because the, the because the answer is and the the couple and it really hasn't amounted to much. But outside a couple of people going, well, should we? And then all the brewery professionals show up and like you're doing it. Yeah. Because listen, we've been doing it for a year and. Everything's more or less fine. Yeah. <laughs> Don't see riots in the street, do you? I mean, but you might. So, <laughs> and they keep on, and they keep on changing. I feel like, um, I feel like Texas or Texas or Minnesota just passed a, uh, mm-hmm. passed a new law. Or, uh, one of the ones, because Texas beer laws mm-hmm. were famously bizarre. M- Minnesota's were shitty. Pennsylvania, I think we, we realized was the worst beer laws ever. Well, remember Mississippi. <laughs> oh, Mississippi was bad too. But Pennsylvania declared... But, Alcohol non-essential and liquor stores got shut down. I did a whole spiel about. Oh. I mean, and that one just blew my mind because they're the only state to close down liquor stores. And, and pe- then all the other states were like, "If you walk in with a Pennsylvania ID, we're not serving <laughs> you." <laughs> because people were streaming across the border. Why? Because when you're locked down, you're gonna drink. Yeah, you're locked down. You're anxious. And then their bright idea of being like, hmm. Okay, we'll open the liquor source, but it's on a lottery system. You got to go to the website, and only certain people can get through that's randomly assigned, and just crashing the system all the time, and then everyone buying their max of like every alcohol they can get. Oh, that was. I mean, it was, you like sitting if if you. I don't think if, if like you like went to like a, a nerd and say, please design the worst system for buying booze. I don't think he would be. It would have been that bad. <laughs> I think he would have accidentally made it better. <laughs> um, for I was thinking about uh, 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 the Brianne Allen, and I mean, the whole. I mean, it's not just that. That one was like that was like the the, the peak because you had Modern Times leading up to it. Not Modern Times, excuse uh, me. Um, founders. founders leading up to it. You had Boulevard leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had you, you had a lot. The Brianne Taylor was the crescendo. It really was like this, like yeah, it really was the the and you know and where all be before then and again, I really wish I would have gone through because I went uh, gone through and figured out what found out what brewery it was, but it wasn't a bit it wasn't a big brewery, but um um but you know once these stories started trickling out, um. You know about I mean not I mean again sexual harassment is is bad enough just making someone's someone who's trying to earn a living making their life miserable is is bad enough but I mean there's a couple of just outright sexual assault mm-hmm. um, and and uh, you know and the impact that's had on the industry unfortunately when I was thinking about it though when you talk about and this, it's 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 cynical as fuck, but I I also kind of believe it when you actually look at how it's affecting the the uh, the uh, um, the industry as far as numbers, it's not as it's not creating the impact I would really like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's creating a impact, and I'm I'm happy that the uh, breweries are are facing consequences and taking care of their douchebags, but it's not having like the direct financial. Uh, effect and forcing people to make a change that I would like to see. So, um, hold on, I gotta finish my beer. And uh, Tyler, uh, Tyler, say something witty right now. So we're gonna be switching up beers. Uh, we're switching to Hair of the Dog um, since I was over in Portland this last weekend. Uh, 
I decided to make the pilgrimage to Hair the Dog, so that way I could go there before they officially close. Uh, did talk to the bartender there. If you're wanting to make the trip Ooh, over... This? Oh, okay, all right. If all right. you're wanting to make the trip over, uh, they said they'll be open through the end of June, maybe a little after the 4th, depending on how quick beer sells. So feel free to go over. Uh, but I decided to pick up some bottles. Uh, I have... This is the Cherry Adam from the Wood. Uh, the 2022 version. Uh, so 13.5%. I mean, floral and woody. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's rosewood. It may, it's, it's yes. Rosewood is what it smells like. I don't think I... I don't know if rosewood actually smells like rose and wood, but rose and wood. And smoky. smoky. Be- uh, berry. In, in stereo. Um, <laughs> I mean, woody and smoky, like hickory smoke, and still floral, like in the. I mean, there's still like I want to say rose water. So aged with locally grown cherries in oak barrels for at least 15 months. Yeah. Uh, beer has mild carbonation, followed by an intense, intense cherry flavor, which leads to a velvet smooth body and sweet tart finish. The funny thing is, is the way the cherry interacts with the wood and the smoke and the tartness. It makes me think floral. I mean, I can kind of, when you say cherry, I go, okay, no, I see cherry. But the more, but when I drink, I'm like, but still like, it's weirdly floral to me. Um, anyway, um, so I was talking, thinking about most impactful. Um, I was going to say New Belgium selling. Uh. Because I think that was kind of the, the first of the new buyouts. Buyouts. Um, I mean, it's still. It, I mean, it was. Or it's almost kind of a transitional period because Kieran still was. Well, I, I mean, you, I, I was about to say Kieran still is a. It was a beer company, but it really isn't. Kieran, uh, I, I later found out, doesn't even make Kieran anymore. Mm. AB InBev does. Oh. So Kieran doesn't even make Kieran. Damn. Um, now they own. Now among their uh, and, and again, if you go back to our podcast. <laughs> Uh, uh, little creatures and flappy IPA thingies. Um, uh, you know, it goes Kieran, um, Lion, uh, and, at, and at the little time, creature? at the time they said little creatures, but the more I read about when Bells sold, mm-hmm. they kept on saying they're selling the Lion. I'm still sort of convinced, and I have nothing to back this up other than you know my knowledge of how marketing works. I don't think Little Creatures has anything to do with New Belgium at all. I think they just, no. I think they just push Little Creatures out there, like, yeah, Little Creatures is buying New Belgium. New Belgium. To which to you go further, add that extra layer, between right? Here to, and- to, I mean, which actually prompted the uh, the the whole like breakdown that I did on that episode because I'm like, who the fuck is Little Creature? Well, Little Creatures is owned by Lion, which is, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it really took a whole episode to like break that down. What was also super surprising about that is New Belgium was employee owned. It was like, it was the big dog, like OG craft brewery that started off, got big, sold to the employees and said, we're staying independent. We're fighting it. And then all of a sudden, the rug got yanked out, and it really was. I mean, and it really was the like the 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 first of that. And I, and I don't know if we had really talked about the no man's land before then. Um, I, I think we did a little because, but that became. I think we did the Deadpool right before that. Uh, it was. 
I think we did the Deadpool right after that because because um, we did Deadpool right after the Kings and Convicts. And that was the same year, though. Um, I think, and I think when New Belgium's because uh, I think after Kings and Convicts, New Belgium, and something else, Silver, so like we should do a brewery Deadpool, um, and which we completely, uh, which we completely didn't. Uh, well, you eventually won a year later. <laughs> Thank you, Deschutes. Um, but uh, but I mean, it was it really was a predictor because I mean after that. Um, we've got Oscar Blues or Canarchy, I should say, selling the fucking monster. Uh huh. Um, we've got after making. Did Canarchy make purchases after or before Monster bought them, but after New Belgium? I mean, no. Uh, I don't know if Canarchy bought anybody before in that inner inner period. I don't. Now that I'm thinking back, I don't think they did. Um, but then you had Sweetwater, Sweetwater Tilray, Tilray. Uh, green flash to Sweetwater Tilray. Uh, yeah, and I, it's not really a buyout, but you have but you have Pepsi going in with Sam Adams mm-hmm. on Hard Mountain, Mountain Dew. Dew. Um, but and but what you really are, you know, who knows who's gonna buy Modern Times? But anymore, I'm not putting my. I mean, if we were to do this Deadpool now, I don't know how we'd do it because I don't think it's gonna be a brewery that buys but Modern Times. You're just trying to pick who gets bought. Yeah, you're gonna pick who's get, who gets bought. I mean, you could try to try to guess, but I mean, look at the Nasdaq or the or, or the uh, or, or the Dow Industrial, and good luck, because um, it really because it's going in that direction where it's not so much, um, it's not the old style, you know, horizontal or vertical acquisitions where you just got someone like AB InBev trying to gobble up. You know, to just give them more share. Yeah, of. I think I if if ABM have ever had that in their mind, I think they are um, they're pushing away from the table, going, "There's no way we are ever going to. We are not going to eat this fucking elephant." We've got. I our- mean, I think Modern Times would still be a good play for ABM Bev. <laughs> um, really pushing that one, aren't I, you? I am. Uh, I think they're a big enough craft name. You could really get into it. Plus, it adds to coffee. You you add a coffee company, like a ready-to-drink coffee, uh, to AB InBev's distribution network. You know how well that would do? I mean, but at the same time, I don't think they have... I mean, but it requires a certain, of, a certain finesse of running it that I don't think they have any interest in in pursuing. But you put your who's in charge of Z. You add a new branch of non-alcohol to ZX Ventures. Their Beyond Beer segment. All right. Well, I mean, I, you know what? You go to ABM. You pitch it to them, man. I mean, be the be the person, be the uh, a change you want to see in the world, <laughs> which is apparently ABM owning everything. Hey. It's the devil we know, man. It's the <laughs> devil we know. Speaking of AB InBev, um, back to the trivia questions. Um, AB InBev used to be one of my favorite entities of Dump On. Um, since, you know, uh, not so much, but actually one of the, I went back and one of the last times that we got a really, I got a really good uh, uh, opportunity to dump on AB InBev. Um, um, it was when one of their breweries, Ten Barrel, upset uh, Flat Tail Brewing in Corvallis. Mm. Um, do you re- now, do you remember what the offense was? And yeah. for a bonus point, 
Do you remember what Ten Barrel proposed as a as a comp, as a comp, a competition to remedy the situation? It was so. Yes, I remember. It was a delivery truck that said "Damn Good Beer," which is Flat Tail's tagline, <laughs> uh, and it was done up in Oregon Beaver co- colors uh, because somehow Ten Barrels started sponsoring. Basically any college football team that they can fucking find in their distribution network. Uh, they challenged them, if I remember correctly, to a boat race because you didn't remember what a boat boat race was. I didn't have never heard. Of, no, I didn't remember. It's not. I never heard of a boat race. The, remind me again. What the fuck is a boat race? <laughs> so let's say we pick. So if you and I want to do a boat race, we both sit down with a thirty rack of cheap beer, usually or a case or whatever. Of the same exact beverage, you sit down, and first person to finish that case wins the boat race. Okay. It's a straight line race. (laughs) Uh. Usually you'll do it in teams, so you're not trying to consume 30 beers. Uh, But you do it in teams of two to three, and yeah, boat race across the finish line. Doing pretty good. You're only down one. (laughs) Yeah, but, I remember most episodes. <laughs> I was he was there. Let's not say he wasn't there. He just he never listened to it. And to be honest, I I have a really good memory. I I, I only uh, I, I listen to about every other episode just to make sure that we don't com- sound like complete uh, uh, assholes. And we're about fifty fifty. About about like the rest of the industry. About sixty five percent. All right. So about the Deadpool. Um, Tyler won our Deadpool. Um, that we did in 2020 before everything went to shit. But I maybe, maybe I should have won because I, I had a point that I lost that technicality back in the No, no, you didn't. Who was the purchaser and why was I not given any points? Paps purchased an actual physical brewery, <laughs> not any of the brands, from Molson Coors. Molson Coors sold Paps a brewing location in California. And there was no IP that was transitioned along. So I said, if by the end, you get a half a point. <laughs> um, and I, I, I actually did agree. Because it, did, it didn't really satisfy the spirit of the competition. Which was, when you're talking about you know a brewery buying another, you're talking about a brewery buying... You're talking about something like... Uh, well, the shoots buying Boneyard, mm-hmm. right? Where they're bu- where they're where they now own the brand, uh, you know, and all the stuff. Really, this that really was that that uh, AB InBev bought a building that had brewing equipment in it, which no, is technically Paps bought or Paps, excuse me, Paps bought a uh, a a uh, a building with equipment equipment in it. in it, which is technically a brewery, but no, it really did not. But uh, 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 no, I just want to bring that up because let's. Uh, uh, the the Deadpool because that was because it was 2019 and 2019 was a weird year yeah um, because again we had Kings and Convicts we had New Belgium um, mm-hmm. and a couple of smaller ones um, at the same time Atwater out of Michigan oh fuck I forgot about Atwater yeah um, uh, and that was sweet and was that was that was also the year that Sweetwater picked up um, or that uh, it wasn't Tilray at the time I forget no that what was it. At, uh, some company that that the company that Tilray later swallowed up bought Sweetwater, um, I think in not 2019. No, because Tilray buying Sweetwater was a recent thing. I could have sworn that happened 
father. But anyway, 2019 was a weird was like a one like one of the last weird years for uh, for. Mm-hmm. And so we. I feel there was one more brewery. Sale. There's another big one that we're. I think I I I. And I can't you. remember if it was a big one or if it was just like random, that we were both like, yeah, never really heard of that, but it's a brewery sale, and we're like, wow, everyone's just fucking buying. Um, but, uh, we were like sure that 2020 was just going to be like this, like gangbuster and then COVID hit and then COVID hit and we're like, well, there goes that competition. (laughs) Um, favorite story. That your degree is so useless. (laughs) Natty light wouldn't pay you for it. (laughs) I mean, only because we were late. I mean, Yes, that was my favorite because it was just a straight way to make fun of your degree again. Otherwise, I would have had to put Boneyard being acquired by Deschutes because it won me the Deadpool, and you had to admit Icebox is a true style. Which, you know, I did in with, 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 with a lot of caveats. <laughs> but um, um, favorites... My favorite story. So, I, actually, it comes with a a, a, a trivia question. So, um, back in episode uh, uh, seventy six, um, Tyler went on a rant um, of such ferocity that uh, uh, his wife <laughs> slipped a note under the door. Do you remember what that note said and what you were ranting about? Yes, I was ranting about. It said, "Oh my God, are you having a stroke?" And it was about. Fucking breweries not pasteurizing their goddamn heavily fruited fucking beers and they're blowing up in people's homes like a hand grenade. Um, you're, you get partial credit because it was like, are you having a stroke, comma, Jesus. <laughs> but actually, a fun fact here, I'm going to give you these headphones here because I actually found that clip. Oh, yes. <laughs> and um, I'm going to play it for Tyler and the rest of you. It's the nature of the beast, exclamation point. Radler has a high sugar content, which means if not kept cold, the fermentation process will start up slash resume in the can, and all the sugar gives the process a lot of fuel. It doesn't take long to create more CO2 than the can can uh, contain and balano. Have you ever had a fucking single Radler? You live in the fucking United States. The single Radler had to make it from the fucking Germany all the way over without exploding in the fucking shipping container, which is a fucking refrigerated. So I guarantee you can make a Radler that doesn't explode. <laughs> that might be the angriest you have ever been on the podcast. And I can't believe it was about a fucking rattler. <laughs> there was pure <laughs> hatred and anger in that. Like, I, I, I had to go back. Like, I was angry in the moment, but like actually hearing it, I'm like, yeah. No, I'm correct. Uh, I deserve to be that mad. And I wish I we should have sent the link to that podcast to that fucking brewery and called them a bunch of fucking cocksuckers. <laughs> to this, I actually listened to it. I mean, again, the vitriol and anger. And by the way, in that same podcast, we had talked about how Kieran sort of kind of funds uh, uh, religious <laughs> genocide. <laughs> 
and it didn't get the response that What's that say about me as a person? Uh, but I brought facts to the table. When's the last time you had a Steagle Rattler fucking pop off? Um... Which leads me to my favorite story. Uh, favorite is a is a bizarre word for it, but um, it was the story that started our our I don't know just our dumping on uh, uh, slushy beers. It 450 was North, four fifty North, and their miscalculated ABV. Oh, that was the that was the original story that started it all because you remember. I mean, we were sort of they aware. They advertised it as eight percent when it was like two and a half. Two and a half per- exactly. It was two and a half percent. And so, and that, and, and that precipitated, of course, we started talking, I think, again, we were both kind of aware of it, but we started really like focusing in on it and we've done several stories since about how oh, not- we did a whole story where it was like, there was a fucking Twitter account that just showed like untapped reviews of cans blowing up and people being like four and a half out of five stars. Only got a half ounce, but this beer was fire. It blew up all over my white kitchen. <laughs> And I'm like, do we all have fucking Stockholm Syndrome? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And of course, my favorite thing about this is is that, I mean, is, your rea- is, is how worked up you get. I mean, my fucking God. Because if- it's the minimum level that as a brewery, you should be hitting where you are not endangering your customers by a container that you sold them blowing up in their hands. And if I had the power, this would be the moment that I did like a Phil Donahue or Jerry Springer moment. And I say, well, we've got the the owner of the North coming in. And I, and I swear to God, I think you'd jump out of that chair. And, and that guitar <laughs> would get shoved up his ass. I mean, it's a good thing I don't have that power because that man would be in danger. <laughs> and Jeremy would be bailing me out of jail. There'd be a GoFundMe. And every brewery that produces anything besides a sour, slushy beer would probably donate to that GoFundMe and be like, that guy deserved it. <laughs> we also, though, but, but, I I do got to give 450 North credit. They started pasteurizing their beers now. We covered that in a quick hit because they posted something on Facebook. They now have something... Uh, pasteurization machine to make sure their beers are going to be shelf stable. Um, the 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 question that I, uh, that <laughs> I mean the the uh, uh, oh shit it just absolutely fled from my mind. Anyway, um, awkward pause. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, I had something and then it just completely um, and the and the beer is very good. Let me just let me see. Is it is it time for the next one? Uh. <laughs> Here in a sec. Well, what's the next trivia question, Jeremy? All right. According to my admittedly spotty record of tagging our shows, what do you think the most mentioned brewery is? The most mentioned brewery. I feel it's got to be Stone with all their lawsuit updates. I mean, so it's so it it's either going to be. So when Molson I say, Coors, AB Bev or Stone. Well, so I'm not counting AB Bev because they're not really a brewery as much as they are. A, I mean, they're a, a corporation. A corporation that owns several. Nor am I I'm not counting Molson Coors or Miller Coors for the same reason. Got to be Stone. Um, and basically, the although hot, Brewdog's been on a hot streak lately. And how I do tags, I mean, I mean, if you get mentioned during an episode, I I put the name of the brewery and and its location in the tags. So I, I'm still gonna bet Stone. It is New Belgium. Really? 
According again, according to uh, this is and this is uh, I I have to I was a little bit surprised so this may be a this may be a function of my shitty uh, uh, ability of tagging shit, but according to my uh, according to uh, 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 my uh, 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 according to the search results it is New Belgium. I could think of four times we talked about New Belgium when they originally sold. We did a follow up about the. Funding the genocide. The results were like the results were nine versus Stone Seven. Okay. I know we talked about them one time because we did their Atomic Pumpkin. Uh, we talked about them with the Bell Sale. And, and actually, uh, that might be a that might be a factor. So I also do tend to tag breweries when we are drinking their beer on the podcast. So it could very well be that we've drunk a couple of New Belgium beers on the pod. Although we drank a couple of Stone uh, on the podcast as well, so that probably should probably even it out. Um. All right. Um, what brewery, after they were named Utah's official beer, promised to fly a contest winner to the top of a Utah mountain to go on a swearing tirade? Oh! Because we tried to win this so we could just go swear on AB InBev's dollar! <laughs> uh, but it was specifically a Budweiser promotion. It wasn't, yeah, it, well done. It was a Budweiser promotion. Yeah, <laughs> Going dude, back and- I... That is my bread and butter on this podcast is shitty beer promotions. Talked about the Miller High Life wedding. Talked about the Bush Light wedding. Talked about the Budweiser dog can. Talked about the fucking Natty Light multiple times with the degree. A he shed, she said, shed. Uh, She shed, she shed by the she shore? Yeah. And then I feel there was one other Natty Light promotion we talked about, but... Um, we'll go funniest because we still got a bit of time. So the funniest comes with, uh, this, uh, uh, trivia question. And it's actually a recent one. Um, we did a story on the Texas pickle beer fight, wherein, uh, <laughs> New Brunsfeld accused Martin House of copying them. So they brewed the Martin House fucker. What kind of beer was it? It was pickle beer. But, but specifically what kind of, I mean, they had other ingredients. Oh, it had, fuck. uh. I'm looking for um, I'm I'm looking for at least three descriptors on top of pickle beer. I can't remember. I when I was looking through articles last night, I saw that article and I was like, "Oh yeah, the pickle beer wars." That was funny. Uh, and then kept scrolling. Uh, <laughs> you got me. Um, so that that one topped what one of my funniest because I just I again it's one of those stories I've told to people outside the podcast multiple times um, because it's it's just so stupid and uh, um, and so here's this so here's the story um, uh, uh, in a nutshell um, um, New Brunsville or I, I still to this day have no idea uh, New Bronzefels yeah I think so New Bronzefels um, made a pickle beer then Martin House made a pickle beer and they worked with um, ready-made uh, you know, a brand mm-hmm. of pickles found in the South and in Texas specifically, um, which fair enough. Pickle beers are all over the place, right? So it's yeah. Um, then uh, New Brunsville's came out with a jalapeno pickle beer. Uh, a few months later, Martin House came out with a jalapeno pickle beer, and there you kind of go, eh, that makes sense though. I mean, spicy pickles—that's a thing, mm-hmm. you know. But wasn't there a third pickle beer they did that was. was like the? You're copying us. It was a fruit punch pickle beer. Uh, New Brunswick yes! came out with a fruit punch pickle beer. 
And then Martin House came out with a fruit punch pickle beer. And at that point in time, I was like, Jacques Martin House. Jacques. Because, listen, pickle beer, it's, you know what? It shouldn't be a thing, but it is a thing. It shouldn't be a thing, but it is a thing. And so I could see two breweries, you know, in the same regional area uh, doing a pickle beer. Especially if you see the success of one. Sure, why not? It's Hol- a copycat industry. And a, and, a, and a jalapeno pickle beer? Absolutely, sure. I can see how to, how that could be independently, uh, uh, how two people could independently, independently come to that conclusion because spicy pickles are delicious. But fruit punch pickle beer, I maintain to this day, sounds like a mistake yeah. that a pothead would make. Yeah. No, I, I agree. That was... And so the answer to the question was that uh, New Brunsfeld made a spicy fruit punch mm-hmm. pickle beer uh, called Martin House Fuckers, except the vowels were removed. removed. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I could not remember the fruit punch. So we're switching to the Maja. It's a vanilla maple bourbon barley wine uh, that was done in collaboration, if I remember correctly, uh, at, with Omnipolo. Ooh. Uh, so says this beer is pale in colors. Uh, has aroma of peaches and pleasant memories of the past. You're going to get some pineapple mixes with marshmallow, maple, and Ooh. whimsy on the flavor. I get the whimsy. I get the whimsy. Like, right in the back. Like, um, you know, it's kinda, it kind of hits, like, the middle of your palate. Uh, Smart-ass comments aside. Yeah, it's like a dark, chocolatey, but somehow light fruit, like apricot and vanilla... Mm-hmm. Does come out. Um, I mean, definitely more of a barley wine style. It is a barley wine. Um, but I mean, but I was about to say, I was going to say, but it's still kind of chocolatey on the back that I, in a way, I rather like. I think I'm not. I don't know if I'm quite getting the chocolatey, but I'm I'm getting that vanilla, almost like dessert cake flavor. Fair. Like almost like a pineapple vanilla cake. Um, funniest, uh, 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 can you, you have one ready? Cause I, I kind of like, well, we'll put this in, uh oh, I think he, he feels like he's preparing himself. He's like, he's like stretching or something. Well, uh, one good one was the dude that wrote, that you talked about, wrote the article in the Texas newspaper that the religious I, people, I, 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 that was almost my favorite before I, before I, uh, came up with 450 North. Yes. Uh, another solid one was, uh, was it Austin Beer Works bringing up the sexist history of a six pack that PBR created because PBR was trying to steal their 99 pack. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised you're not thinking about the Australian on a jet ski. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot about that one. That is my favorite. Because what was the dude? So it was two guys were drinking out outside of their beach house on a fucking floaty and they float out to sea and their phone's about to die. So instead of calling search and rescue, they call their buddy with a jet ski who comes out and rescues them. And I can't remember because the dude with the jet ski's name was so like Australian dude with a jet ski that go rescue his drunk friend's name that I was like, this story has to be made up. I don't remember the name. All I remember is like cycling through a bunch of our a bunch of our episodes going, oh, Tyler's going to bring that up. I forgot about that one. 
Oh my god, that was primo shit. Um, all right. Um, uh, last uh, trivia question, and I think if we can uh, 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 tow this jet ski back into harbor. Um, episode number one. What was the first story we did? It has. Um, it's not any of the trailers. It hint. It's not A B and Bev. What was the What was the first story we did in episode one? Mm. Fuck! If you listed me off the episodes that were in, like the stories that were in that episode, I could probably pick it out. Of course, well, of course you could because. <laughs> but like, are you talking first episode we or first? Story we brought up in that episode. First story we brought up in the... Like, the first news story we brought up in a full episode of It's All Beer. I want to say it was how scientists are using CO2 to feed and grow algae. Here's a hint. The story just wrapped up a few weeks ago. Was it the stone case? It is. That, it was the stone case. It was Miller. It was Miller Coors Key, Stone Key and, and Keystone. Keystone lawsuit. It was the very first story we ever did on the full episode of this podcast. Huh. <laughs> and that was just so like, oh my god, how weirdly like appropriate. Like runs. <laughs> it is ru- that trial has ran the course of this podcast. Literally. <laughs> from beginning to end and that and I actually kind of consider that being one of the most surprising things that Stone actually got their uh, got a settlement out because I mean think about at that time we were like there's no this is going to get settled outside of court there's no way it's going to I didn't to think we even I didn't think we'd even at the time and I think it was kind of industry at the it wasn't just us I think industry attitudes at the time were like there was no way they this were This is win. just Greg Coke marketing. Yeah, this is just him being a you know, this is this is all marketing. You know, if you know, maybe if they're lucky, Miller Coors says or Molson we'll change Cole, that. Yeah, you're like here, here's like a hundred bucks. Go the fuck away. Yeah, and they declare victory, and that was it. Um, and I and I think we both, if we went back in time and said, no shit, really, you know, a hundred bucks. How do you think this is going to end up? I think we both go, hey, you know. Uh, you know, they're going to rant and rave for a few months and then we'll never hear, you know, mm-hmm. the lawsuit really never gets filed or gets kicked out of court. The only way I would have took Stone wins the lawsuit in court would have been if you were so adamantly against it, I would have taken that side just to try to rile <laughs> you up. I mean, Outside is, of that, like... That is our dynamic, yes, but I mean... But I, I don't think I would, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I do remember a lot of industry professionals, that, and of course they were usually industry professionals from competing distributorships going, oh yeah, this is just bullshit, and it's, I'm, and it's it's not amount, a good amount to anything, but it really, I mean, it really strangely did. It must have been awkward for the Coors distributor in town, because they also carry stone. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, actually I think it was because when I, at the when, at the time the lawsuit started, I was working for a grocery chain here in town, and um, my uh, my Miller Coors guy um, was an old was an old school uh, bald you know, fat dude, nah balding skinny dude, uh, but older. I mean he was 
He had been in this game for, I don't know, I mean... Years. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, he, he very much showed up and was like, how much... I mean, he kept me he kept me well in, in Miller cores and nothing else. Um, <laughs> constantly had to be like, hey, what about this, this, this? Like, oh, that shit doesn't sell. I'm like, but I still got holes in the shelf. <laughs> it's selling! I mean, there's still a big hole where that beer used to be, so please bring me... You know, uh, and there was, uh, without getting, you know, deep into that, um, uh, but, uh, um, but yeah, he was the one who, uh, I, it was him like, oh yeah, that's just a bunch of bullshit, but it really, it really wasn't. Um, and I think, I, I, I still wonder if it didn't turn on that, um, about midway. Do you remember? I don't remember. I was trying to when find Molson Chorus was trying to get it thrown out and the judge said, no, they have a lake to stand on. That's when, well, at least to me, it was the... Shit, but Molson, Stone might win this. But Molson Coors also like withheld evidence. Do you remember yeah. that? I, I, I was trying to look back through like articles and trying to find exactly what it was, and I couldn't find it. Do you remember? It was like marketing materials, and I want to say like meeting minutes where they were like talking about it in like I mean, a meeting, and like they purposely tried to withhold that. And Stone's like, no, they're withholding stuff. And then the judge was like, "Well, oh yeah, you are." And I think, and and if and I can't help but wonder. I mean, uh, I used to work in news, and I've known a few judges, and um, they are very pleased with themselves as a rule. And the minute you, and the minute I don't care, it doesn't matter if you're if you're a petty crook. Or a, a billion dollar corporation. If you're trying to pull the wool over, over a judge's, judge's eyes, eyes, you're not getting that thrown out. I mean, well, the minute you even try and they get the sense that you're trying, now you're... now You're, you're on the shit end of the stick. <laughs> and I can't help but wonder if just the idea that, hey, we're withholding, inf- withholding that data um, was enough for the judge to go, no, this is going. And... Kind of furthermore, I almost wonder if that didn't make the jury go, yeah, this seems intentional. I, I mean, I, that still surprised me to that, to this. Well, it does and it doesn't because, I mean, I mean, they, I mean, do, do you think that, that, uh, 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 that Miller or Molson Coors went out to, take business from stone or did they just do something and not give a rat's ass they they did something and not give a rat's ass they were probably like oh this could be conceived as stone brewing but nah no one will it's not that big of a deal i mean i just i i just kind of see them as this you know this giant just blundering through the the village Mm -hmm. not caring what he steps on because right around then was also when chorus came out with the chorus edge and Edge Brewing got all huffed and... But that one did lead to nothing. Yes! I mean, that, yeah, I, well, you know, I, well, first of all, Edge Brewing's a local brewery. Um, I don't think uh, the owners quite have the financial capacity, the wherewithal, or the intention span, if I'm being honest, um, <laughs> to... <laughs> with a... <laughs> What's funny is their main rep in the Valley at the time had left Stone to go work because he was the rep down in one of the reps down I in forgot, San Diego. I forgot about that, yeah. And so I 
remember talking to him and he's like, oh yeah, he's like, we're bringing up the stone case and <laughs> our... I, 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 I don't know whatever became of that. I don't know if they ever reached I out I think to they just sent a cease and desist and Cora's basically was like, yeah, just... We'll see if they actually try to come after us and it, n- nothing ever happened. Can you still buy Core's Edge? I don't think I've ever looked for it. I still have I don't like know. I still have two bottles in the uh, in the in 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 my f- refrigerator for that day when someone leaves a five star review, which I at this point in time was is definitely a much bigger punishment than <laughs> <laughs> than it was originally. I really just should toss that shit out. Um, Tyler, a uh, hundred episodes in, do you have anything to add today? I can't believe we made it this far. <laughs> I think that's the, uh, the the takeaway from all of this is yeah. that. And Big Beer runs some really fun promotions. Um, and it's, I mean, my, I, I. And we haven't hit on any of them. <laughs> I, I go back and forth because sometimes I wish we were doing, because I, I, I first brought up the idea of doing a podcast when we were working together. And this mm-hmm. was at the height. This would, this was in 2015. Um, um, when I said, Hey, now I was just kind of getting into this, like on how to do podcasts and what have you. And I kind of wanted to do this. And I think I brought it up and you didn't have a lot of interest in it. And I just let it go from there. Um, but there are times I like, God, this would have been really cool to be doing like, you know, when, you know, when craft beer was at its height. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm glad we started when we did, because we're doing this at a time when. The industry is maturing, and I feel like the, the what we're doing is more nuanced mm-hmm. and more interesting than it would have been at the time. Because at the time, it was just like, I mean, it, acquisition, acquisition, growth, growth, growth. Again, it was twenty fifteen. It was like, who is AB and Bev buying this week? And and um, the Deadpool's would have been fucking fun back the dead, then. The Deadpool's would have been interesting. Uh, we could have gotten some decent Deadpool's in. Um, and, uh, uh, and, you know, shit, you know, and then hazy IPAs came, started to become a, th- started to start to echo around 2015, mm-hmm. became a thing in 2017. The hard seltzer game. Um, you know, we, 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 we came in late for a lot of things, but I, I, I do like that we started when we did because like this was, it's crazy to think cause the first episode was 2018, right? Uh, the episode, uh, First episode was hold on, um, the trailer. The first trailers came out in twenty nineteen. Uh, so April fourth, twenty nineteen. Just was over the first three years ago. Yes. Damn. So. Yeah. Oh. Do you remember the brewery that had their beer van stolen and they offered free beer as the reward? I I, I, I saw that when I came out when I was like cycling through episodes. Yes. <laughs> well, I just have I just popped up our uh, popped up our feed and uh, you know what I, we I I don't tend to go through a lot of these because. You know, it's first of all, it's masturbatory to sit there and look at your own work, going, "Oh my God, I did so good." Then remember that. Oh. <laughs> Although, if you listen to old episodes, listen, 
We've gotten better. Navi line seltzers. <laughs> I forgot about those front pro economics. Remember, remember when uh, 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 remember when uh, a, a, a B and B barbarian and there's a barbarian, barbarian <laughs> Boise picture. Yes, and like I saw it sitting at home a random day, and I was like, holy fuck! Like we just had a local big buyout, uh, or uh, fucking our pale ale series. Uh, we're just anchor not- u- unionizing. I mean, we're just. You know, it's gonna be rapid. We didn't. I didn't mean to do this. Let's just rapid fire through all of our episodes. Uh, right beer, here. beer from Red Deer. Beer, beer from Red. Um, the dude that pulled off. Oh, hot beer. <laughs> yep, the dude that pulled all the dollar bills off his wall to help his employees during COVID. Oh, that's what that story was. I was trying to figure out what what the hell that picture was from. Yep. I mean, a lot of these are just pictures. I the, the most impactful pictures that I uh, happen to have. Uh, the Hawaii uh, River that was smelled like. Beer because a brewery <laughs> had a pipe broke. Uh, I mean, there's there's the art exhibit that uh, that they eventually did with the diplomas that I that didn't. That didn't oh happen. yeah. Um. Oh, we didn't even get into uh, uh, the, the rampant uh, 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 copyright violations that uh, craft beer does. Oh yeah. That was. I guess Sweetwater was twenty. No, Sweetwater was. Guess what? You're right. It was uh, November of 2020. Yeah. At this point in time, people. The were, upside down stone cans. Oh my god! Upside down. Uh, I, I, this was among my favorites. Oh. The, your manager is bitch. Yeah. <laughs> people were like, "What are they doing? They're looking at pictures." The dude that uh pulled out a gun and shot up the people waiting in line for a craft beer release. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's right in in uh, in, in in New York. Mm-hmm. Yes, a brewery for ants. <laughs> oh, the the Pabst uh, uh, branded toilet paper. Yeah, uh, the Budweiser branded house that was for sale in Florida. Uh, I mean, the the rash of buyouts that just happened: mm-hmm. uh, Green Flash, Uinta, and St. Archer. Um. Bells and the alcohol variety mix pack of seltzers, and we're up and and here we are back at uh, at there's I used this picture of Greg Coke twice, but uh, mm-hmm. there we are. Also, big thanks to Andrew Dell, Chris McGinnis, and Jeff Paradis coming on being our. You forgot one guest. Fuck, who was the other guest? He was the one who was substituted for you. And I'm drawing a blank on his name. <laughs> Eric Talbert. Is Eric it, is Talbert. A, 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 an acquaintance of mine. We went to we went to school together. And he brought us that... Uh, He's the uh, only uh, one who has taken... Oh, nope. There's one more guest. Michael Teeter. Oh, he brought right. us Pliny the Younger. Oh, my God. That's almost more... Oh, that one. That's my favorite episode. Because <laughs> I got to drink Pliny the Younger. We got... I mean... I've got I've got uh, sitting on my top shelf the uh, uh, Jägermeister Arrogant Bastard and the Piney the Younger. Uh, that's kind of a weird official like shelf of the beers that were actually brought to us. Because the did... only two people to take us up on our if you get the beer we're talking about, we'll have you on the podcast. But that offer is o- that that offer always exists. So uh, if you have a beer that uh, even go through our archives, if you find a beer that we have talked about and want to bring it to us. Uh, we'll still push out the podcast. Um, and this has been uh, It's All Beer 100 episode. Woo! Hit it. <laughs> um, if you want to uh, leave us a review uh, um, on our podcast, um, 
saying that they're just drunk and they just rant about what they did in the past the entire time. Um, you can find our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or uh, Facebook um, and leave a review there. Um, we're on uh, we're, we're on uh, Twitter when we actually do news stories that happen, you know, within the week. Um, um, I post them up there. And actually, Tyler, you went through a... a, a through it was a nice trip down memory lane scrolling through the Twitter page. Also, if you are the person who has It's All Beer, <laughs> we will have you on the podcast in exchange for that Twitter handle. I mean, I'll send you a beer in exchange for that Twitter handle. Do you remember that time I actually got into a Twitter fight with the... the, the good beer hunting people? Yeah. <laughs> um... So you can find us on uh, It's All Beer 1. Um, we're on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can find us at It's All Beer. If you'd like to send us a, a, an email, uh, you can find us at It's All Beer at gmail.com. And, uh, and this is where I usually say if you want to leave us a review, but I did that backwards. So I'm going to... Listen, the beer has been very good tonight. I've already lost my train of thought once. It's a, it's a fucking amazing I got through it again, so I'm just going to go ahead and call it right now. Uh, I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. 100 episodes, baby! Here's to 100 more! Woo!